20 young naked chicks running around the house. Just that just there's no point in that for me. Now, um, if it's a mix, because I, I am an, I, I do have friends who are single and we might do trips together. I got to make sure there's enough of the me's. <laughs> you, know, like the, you know, enough of the married men who are trying to do the right thing because black men don't cheat. <laughs> that are like, okay, we're going to do this and stuff like that, man. Man, this is the safe side of the house. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rizzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your minds. Christmas tree cakes are out. Woo! Mm. Yeah, and they're all delicious, Buff. I don't want to hear nothing. I saw your post about their trash and they don't taste good. Christmas tree cakes are freaking delicious. Like the McRib. You can't eat them a lot. But they're good for what they are. The seasonal Yeah, when you want to eat trash. It's it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I mean, I I I can I'll I'll go down the middle. Like I'm not gonna go what I won't do is I'll never get on a podcast and make a post about how excited I'm about uh Christmas tree uh (laughs) cakes. But if if you happen to have one at the crib, I'm like, oh let me get a Christmas tree tree cake. That's about (laughs) as far as it goes. Man, they they are good for the holiday. It, it, it's a sign of the holiday season. Like I think you talk about your popcorn barrel and all that. It's kind of that same don't, thing. Don't, don't it's compare like, my popcorn, you know, uh, my my can of popcorn to Christmas tree snacks. Uh, are you excited? The the popcorn uh, cans yes. are out too. Yes. So, have you already yes. got yours? No, I buy the day after Thanksgiving, like any reasonable human being. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I got me a Christmas tree cake yesterday. I ain't ate it yet though. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm going to eat it today some, at some point. But I got a lot of stuff going on. First of all, I want to say happy birthday, Oliver. Uh, we're actually recording on his birthday today. So uh, November 19th. Happy birthday, just, Ollie. Happy birthday, man. You're getting big. Bruh, it is crazy to see his Christmas list. Uh, Fur, you probably look through it. Like, he's got chains on there and watches and hoodies and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, my, my son is growing shoes, up. There's no shoes. Yeah, shoes. It's like, it, it is not toys and stuff anymore, man. So just seeing your kids grow up is like a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, they they tested for their blue belts last night. So he gets to walk into his birthday, turning eight as a blue belt in Taekwondo. So he is just really feeling himself right now. And I'm loving it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm loving that he's kind of getting older and growing and kind of coming into his own. So just excited for that, man. Excited for the year uh, and, and kind of see where everything's going to go. Um, but last thing I want to bring up and we'll probably talk a little bit more about it uh, I just want thoughts, prayers, everything to uh, Shanquilla Robinson and her family, that's the young lady that died in Mexico on the friends trip or whatever um, I I just pray that they get some justice and everything, I think they've already kind of uh, got all the rounded all the uh, friends up and everything and, and they're doing the investigation but um, that's just a tragic, tragic event, man, and to, to travel like that and and your friends kind of turn on you. So uh, just be careful who you travel with <laughs> and and kind of, like I said, just thoughts and prayers to the family, man. Um, I wanted to touch on that as well. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, we always bash social media. So 
when it does something right, I like to at least point that out. And I feel like, to the best of my knowledge, the investigation of Shanquella's uh, murder, apparent murder, seems to have been sparked by just social media activism. Like, this happened back in October. We're in mid-November, and we're just hearing about it. And it's because people just kept sharing, kept sharing, talking about it. Uh, Tamika Mallory, she posted it, the, uh, the activist. And so it just kind of gained momentum to where the Charlotte FBI field is finally officially investigating it. Now, that's not a reason to completely celebrate yet, but that is a move in the right direction. We hope that they get the answers needed and find those involved accountable. The only other thing I want to say on that is it's tragic enough. We don't have to add our own narrative to it. Like, we don't really know what happened down there. And I'm seeing people saying stuff like, you know, that's what happens when your friends get jealous of you. And I asked one person, I said, what, what were they jealous of? I don't know, but I'm sure that's what it was. Like, it's tragic enough. We don't have to add our own narrative or, you know, this movie type scenario where the friends, you know, you know what? She's prettier than me. I can't stand that B. Let me, let me beat her ass until I kill her. Like, we don't have to add any of that. Her death is tragic enough. They tried to lie and say it was alcohol poisoning. Autopsy came back. It was Atlas luxation, severe spinal cord injury. So that ain't no alcohol poisoning. We saw the fight. She looked defenseless. So I just hope, like Roger said, they get jealous. I mean, justice. Uh, to pivot from that real quick, did you want to say something first? Well, um, since a lot of people have been down on this brother, but shout out to Kyrie for donating $65,000 mm-hmm. towards her her services and stuff like that to the family which is big so you know as much as people come at people sometimes you just have to like you said you point out the good as well so yeah I was uh just to pivot from there real quick I, I tell you guys all the time uh you should be following us on Facebook Instagram Twitter, we we really try to be active on there, but we mostly just retweet stuff. Well, we ain't got to worry about it no more. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, we gonna get on that. We gonna get on that. But we have a lot of fun on IG and Facebook. And one of our more recent posts, we posted uh, that delicious, classy, elegant drink called the Incredible Hulk, and it <laughs> it brought back a lot of memories for people. So uh, just had a lot of fun reading the comments and everything like that. Like what. Well, thinking what were we thinking to mix Hennessy and, and, and that hypnotic just to see it turn green and drink it and become crazy and forget things so. the same thing we were <laughs> people think every time a rapper comes out with a new drink or something like that uh incredible Hulk, freaking lean any of that stuff i mean it's just it it sounds cool on a rap song, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I was at uh, I'm not gonna even say where I pregame because I don't want to hear y'all say flex. I pregame somewhere before I went to the Heat game last night, and <laughs> so I'm at the, a flex. <laughs> I went to the bar. I'm at the bar, and I just showed the bartender a picture of that Incredible Hulk. I said, "Excuse me, uh, can I get one of these?" And she looked. And she tried to keep it professional. She was like, oh, sir, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm playing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to see your reaction. She was like, phew, I thought you really wanted that. <laughs> they had to escort you out, sir. <laughs> so a lot of fun. Follow Three Brothers No Sense, Facebook, Instagram, maybe Twitter. We'll see how Twitter goes. Um, I may or may not have a bone to pick with you, Rosie. What 
Avengers. You're, you're a fan of uh, uh, the Avatar, the Last Airbender, right? That whole series. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, did you know about the Dragon Prince on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, it's like four seasons of it. <laughs> I talked about it on this show when they were bringing it out. I don't remember that because the creators uh, of Avatar created the yeah the Dragon Prince. Nah, yeah. I don't remember. That is our family. Now we ran. I just we just happened to watch it. We were trying to figure out what to watch on Netflix about a month ago, and we just started watching it. And I'm like, this is very Avatarish. <laughs> like I didn't know it. I'm like, this dude. I get a whole Aang vibe, and okay, yeah, yeah. Here's the Sokka character, and it's like, and then when a couple episodes went off, and I saw the producers, I'm like. Ain't this bottom? And I've been meeting them um, come at you. So we watched a couple episodes. We're on. We're in season two now, but it's a pretty good show. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but it, it's it, it's 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 good. If you were a fan of the Avatar, you you would probably find this very entertaining stuff as well. So, but Rizzy, I I don't rock with you right now. So. <laughs> This, in case you didn't know, um, I'm, I'm gonna have to find what episode I mentioned it, so you know I can bring it back uh, up. Like a, right. I got receipts. Any political updates for us, Buff? Anything we should be happy about? Uh, um, so political updates. I don't know if you want to be happy about it. Uh, Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, announced that she will no longer seek leadership when the new Congress begins. In fact, the entire Democratic Party in the House is going to change. I believe it's Hakeem Jeffries uh, that's going to be the new Democratic leader in the House. So Pelosi stepping down, Steny Hoare is stepping down, and Clyburn is stepping down. Uh, So for those of you who wanted new blood, new leadership in the Democratic Party, you got it. And that's fine. I just want to say this. I feel like Speaker Pelosi is the most underappreciated speaker in the history of politics. Agreed. And if 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 you disagree with that, just look at how Republicans attacked her. They don't waste their energy on somebody that doesn't matter. They attacked her like they did because she was influential. She got things done. They went after her like no one else in that party. Maybe Hillary Clinton. Um, because I think they fear what she could become and she almost became the president. So, but Pelosi was more about potential. Yes. Yes, exactly. Pelosi got things done. And last point I want to make, because I know you asked me what we're happy about. This isn't anything to be happy, but I was talking to someone who is Italian and they were like, and I was like, Hey, how come the Italians didn't ride for Pelosi? You know what I mean? You, You would think first woman speaker, it's like, oh, she doesn't represent Italians, this, that, and another. And then they went on to say, I just don't like her. They named a list of things. And they had the nerve to say, she had no coof. And I said, oh, let me stop you there. <laughs> As someone who voted from tr- for Trump, you can't say that about her. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, just because you vote, not, I, 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 no, we're yeah, not going to let that one ride. Yeah, and I said, that one can't be your reason. Yeah. Absolutely not. I'm sorry, but um. But people don't like to hit. Was it by any chance? Was this a man? Yes, absolutely. And he just so, didn't want to say it. No, he just doesn't want to hear men. Men can say stuff. Women right. can't. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah, it, is. It, it is what it is. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like she had the whole sexism thing going against her. But yeah, so, uh, congratulations on a great career for her. Um, 
she got a lot of things done behind the scenes with Obama. The things we give Obama credit for, she was the driving force in the background. Yeah. So mm-hmm. very underappreciated. Other than that, uh, I know there's some confusion on if you can vote on a Saturday or not in Georgia. I don't know what the final word on that is yet, but just make sure you're able to vote. Even though the Dems have majority, you still, you know, you 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 want to keep uh, Vice President Harris from having to come up there all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, make sure you vote. And I always like to do both sides. You know, if you're a Republican, you still want to get one closer, one seat closer to majority. So, uh, it's an important election. Get out there. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, we haven't actually said anything because it happened after we recorded last show, but the Democrats did keep control of the Senate, which is a big deal. Yes. Big, um, yeah, that's, that's a huge That's deal. what I thought you were going to lead with. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Tuesday. <sighs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and say it. Somebody announced their uh, mm-hmm. candidacy for 2024 run. Uh, but somebody else had an announcement yesterday. Attorney General... Mary Garland. <laughs> Where do the Republicans stand right now? What does it look like for them? Who's going to well, get that nod? I, I don't know about that, but one other thing. I, it seems like it's either Trump or DeSantis right now. Those are the two leading candidates. The new majority in the House, led by Republicans, all this complaining they did about inflation and what we should do about Ukraine and, all, and crime and all that kind of stuff. Their number one agenda when they take control is to investigate Hunter Biden. So, you know, like I say, I try to be as fair as I can, but like you campaign on one thing, you get the power and it's like, okay, we're going to get our revenge because it seems like it's more like a revenge. Y'all impeach Trump. So we're going to go after the president's son. So they're going to be investigating Hunter Biden. Much to do about nothing. Bro, this is just like you can't write it any better like than this, bro. It, it should be this. It's gonna be, ben, it's gonna be Benghazi all over again. Yeah, this should yeah. be just like this should be a soap opera, bro. This should be from every Wednesday night from eight to nine. America, America. <laughs> all righty. Uh, where's Sophie? She is here, and I told her to prep her joke. So let's see if she got one already uh, teed up. Hold on one second. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Well, hello, Sophie. Greetings, hello. Sophia. Greetings. How goes it? Good. Goes really I heard good. your uh, your younger brother has a birthday today, yes. Oliver. That's what I was talking about. I guess you didn't know. Yes. You have to be uh, nice to him today. I don't have any other younger brothers. 
that I, I just know just I'm just making sure we're on the same page. Sassy. Wait, that you know of. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. Well, you wouldn't have any younger brothers, you know. Older, maybe. Younger, no. Got to think you ain't telling me. <laughs> what you got for us today? That's the joke right there. I feel, I I, I feel good. Got a good joke. Knock I got knock. a good answer. Knock knock. Who's there? Calgo. Calgo who? No, Calgo's moo. <laughs> Not go. <laughs> Got him. Very well. Very well. Very well. I'll be back next week with an even better joke. Buff, what is that role? Burberry, Versace, Balenciaga. Uh, Versace. I was just joking. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> I, I was just joking. Is that what I was that my first guess? Second, you okay. said Burberry. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't even know Bur- Burberry makes robes, but um, you probably know the answer. They probably do. They're all okay. Making all the products now. Who's up? Oh, let me go. I'm going to start it off. All right. So uh, a few episodes ago, we were talking about uh, it was breakup season. And I saw this recent post and I haven't done as much my due diligence in researching it. But it was about Tia Mowry mm-hmm. and her, you know. So the post was Tia Mowry said her marriage was successful, but it ended because she had evolved. She spoke about divorce being a graduation, not a failure, that success in a marriage is not about longevity, but if two people are happy together, that message is going to save some lives for real. What are your thoughts on that? As far as marriage, not mean divorce, not necessarily being about failure, but, you know, as the longer you're together, you can potentially grow or go in different directions but for that time period that 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 you guys are together it was successful you enjoyed each other you were happy but at, you know they said nothing nothing lasts forever but except you know we make this exception for love is that more realistic is that you know do we have this fairy tale idea of marriage we people I saw comments people talking about well, you made this vow I, I don't think there's really it's like a default statement. You have to say, you know, uh, for sickness and health, you know, for better or worse, to death to us part. But is that realistic? You know, that's what you had to say to get the next job. You know, are you <laughs> going to say the same thing? You know, a vow is it's a it's a hope and a prayer, right? It's like you're hoping for the best. You hope this works out, but at the end of the day, life happens. So. I'm going to try to answer this without calling uh, Tia Meyer, Tia Maori full of shit. Um, <laughs> so let me, I'm going to do my best to do that. Um, I think the people that agree with her, they agree with her because it is true that if a marriage lasts, that doesn't automatically mean that it's successful. There are plenty of marriages that last and they just stay together because 
of convenience. They're used to one another, but the love is gone. Uh, in in more dark cases, you know, the woman is afraid to leave because uh, she's in an abusive relationship. So I will say to agree with that portion of what she's kind of trying to say that just because a marriage lasts and it doesn't end a divorce, that doesn't automatically make it a success. However, if your marriage ends in a divorce, it's a failure. But maybe we need to not look at failure as such a bad thing. It's okay. Like, everybody evolves, Tia. Everybody evolves. Just be, I mean, the older you get, you're going to evolve. That's just natural. That's that's a moot point. That's like saying nobody's perfect. We know that. Like, that's, that's a given. You evolve, but you evolve to a point to where you no longer were happy in your marriage. And that's fine. Everybody deserves happiness. You feel like you're happier uh, no longer being married. That's great. But two plus two still equals four. And at the end of the day, your marriage failed. But that doesn't make you a failure. That doesn't make him a failure. That just means you guys were no longer, whatever made you guys compatible, it no longer was enough to keep you together. And that's okay. I think we need to start looking at quote failed marriages as just like this disastrous thing or whatever. Like if two people can be civil and and agree, even though I think the husband didn't really want a divorce, but still, she feels like she's happy, that's fine. But I just pushed back a little on her marriage was a success when it ended in a, a divorce. Because if I have a business and it doesn't matter if it's open for 20 years, 30 years, 10 years. If it closes down at the end of the day, if it closes down and I didn't want it to close down, it's because it failed. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say something. I hear what you're saying, but take Blockbuster. Was Blockbuster a failure? Yes. Or did it run its course? It failed. It failed. Okay. But like Buff says, I, I think it's okay that it ran its course and yeah, like they're rich like who yeah. else? I mean, like rich. the founders of blockbuster got rich right yeah. it's like they did what they were supposed to do everything isn't going to last forever and I, I i think that's fine to say but don't act like it wasn't a failure because in your marriage you went hopefully you went into that marriage for forever right and so when you don't make forever you failed at that goal so it's it's not they're trying to make marriage transactional and marriage isn't transactional and it shouldn't be you know i'm i'm one of the biggest proponents of kind of hey you're not single before marriage or whatever like we talked about before but at the same time when you make that commitment and say we are married it should be forever that should be the goal is that I found my one i found my soulmate and we're going to grow and change and evolve and all that stuff together right that should be the goal and sometimes you don't make the goal sometimes you don't win the game sometimes that did it doesn't work out that way and you can take it as a learning experience you can say i was happy until i wasn't and what happened and why didn't uh, you know why, how did we grow apart did we not date enough did we not have conversations enough were we not making decisions together were we not growing together and why and so then you can walk into that next situation in that next marriage or that next relationship and be better, right? That that should be the goal so you can learn from it. But that doesn't mean that the failure didn't happen and it's not a failure. If you say, you know, I want to learn Mandarin or I want to learn Span Spanish, that's the goal. And I want to be fluent in it, but 
you don't make it there and you you end up dropping out and you you say well i can generally follow the conversation and be conversational you learn some stuff right but you failed at your ultimate goal of learning chinese or learning um you know spanish and i I think it's the same thing with marriage there it's like you you had a goal to be there forever because that's what you wanted that's what marriage is it's it's you go in for that and you just didn't make it and like buff said i think that's okay and we just got to get comfortable with just not making it sometimes i don't know i i hear what you're saying i think it and if you if you're going to make it black and white where the the goal the only goal is to, to be forever then yes you failed right but there's people that stay together forever and they're miserable but their marriage by that by that definition didn't fail they just found a way to go through the misery together and to me that's more of a failure in life i, I, I can agree the, there i definitely and, and, agree there and so my thing is I take it away. I, I I try to bring in a subject, and I, I then I compare it to something outside of that, like you know, jobs, whatever the case may be. You were talking about learning Mandarin, or you know, the kids just got their blue belt. You know, what if they never get a they never get a black belt, but they get a brown belt? Did they fail at learning Taekwondo? They failed at becoming a black belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they failed at becoming, but they still had a they're successful Taekwondo. They know Taekwondo. Like they're 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 just one more one more level, but you know, like this is not you know I'm I'm not into this like that anymore. I found something else I want to do. This is not my passion. Life changes, and but they enjoyed all the way to a brown belt. They enjoyed everything up until that status. But it's like you know what that next step is just not for me, and and I understand what you're saying. I I um. I think because we're at that age where we've started to see more divorces and all that stuff in the last few years. And I've seen marriages that lasted a long time are still going. And these people are miserable in their marriage. Yeah. That's a failing marriage. That's a failing marriage. So you can, you can be in a failing marriage or you can have a marriage that's failed. Okay. Still not winning. I can be in the (laughs) league on a, I can be in the league on a, on a losing team. I'm in the league, though. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I guess. Because there's a chance. Like, that's the thing. If if they're miserable and they're still in that marriage, there's still a chance that they can reconcile. Like, and I I like that kind of convergence of, you know, hey, it is a failing marriage and a failed marriage, right? I'm in a failing marriage. Uh, I'm still married, but it's failing. We're not happy. We're, you know, but there's a chance we can write it. Uh, and there's yeah. still a chance you can write it and go back. I, I've seen people get divorced and come back three, five years later and get back married again. Uh, and they're the happiest that they were because they figured it out. So there's a chance for you to come back and and, and kind of recoup and say, yep, we we, we going to go forward and, and make this thing work, actually. Okay. I, I, but again, I think if you go into it with the mentality of if we divorce, it's just an upgrade or it's a graduation or whatever in life you walk in ready to no, fail you no, don't I'm, have I'm, the mentality of forever like you those vows mean something that like when you say I'm, I'm getting sickness health better or worse forever until death do us part i mean when you say those things it's a big deal and and you should be taking that seriously and if you don't take that seriously and that's not the goal uh then don't get married do something different 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's what she was saying. And if that was, I agree with you wholeheartedly. What I'm saying is, you're gonna automatically you, by default you have to almost make these vows. There's gonna be some variation of that those vows, right? There's gonna you're gonna go in, and so you go in with the best of intention. You're married for 10, 15 years, 20 years, but after kids, finances, and uh, other challenges and growths, the good and the bad, you just realize you're not the same person. You know, you, you, when I got married 10 years ago, I'm not the same person as was that day. Luckily, Z and I are going in a, the, the, a good direction together, but I've made a 180. She's made a 180. The things we thought we wanted to do, the person I thought I wanted to be. And sometimes we, when we get to a certain point, we realize that like, I can't, you know, like I can't go back to that. I can't. And it's not a bad thing. It's just now Razi is, he's reached a point in his life where certain things are more important through life lessons. And maybe it was the spouse that helped you get there. And same thing with them. And it's just like, you know what? Our, our paths aren't headed in the same direction. And it's not a bad thing. And I think when marriages start failing is when we try to make those paths unite. Like, it's just like, and, and so I agree that there, that you would say any marriage, any divorce is a failed marriage because it didn't work. But I don't want us to say we're making an excuse going in thinking that, but sometimes you have to realize I'm open to accepting that. You know what? Maybe you have gotten to a level where this marriage isn't for you. Yeah, I, I and, get what and, you're saying. It's like and you can have a successful marriage that, that still that ended up in divorce. Yeah, that failed. I, I yeah. get that. Like, yeah, and, I'm not saying so going I, in. Not going like you know. I'm a hey. I'm a, I'm a ride it to the wheels fall off when I'm ready to dip. I'm done. Don't go with that mentality. It's going to probably be harder to think like, man, we've accomplished so much together. But and this was a situation. Um it may or may not fit in, but there was a, uh, one of my friends, they were going through a divorce or they were, they were, their marriage was failing at one point. And he really wanted to do in his mind, at least he was saying he wanted to be better, but because of who he was and who she was at that time, he's like, I can't, I want to be a better person, but I can't for her. Like nothing about her at this point made him want to be better. Like he's reached his point where you know that they we can't be together and so but that's that was one of the realest statements i ever heard and somebody married is you know what i want to do better but just you know she i can't for her you know and it became part of his like um because when you start competing at marriage you know if, if i do this for her then she wins and i lose and that's that's a very dangerous slope too where you're like well I'm just going to sabotage this whole thing. If I'm going to be miserable, both of us going to be miserable. So I'm done. I, I think uh, the most <clears throat> we're, we're so toxic, toxic now when they first, when she first announced the divorce, you know, women automatically right. assume so, yeah. he was cheating. Yeah. And the brother had to come out and say, I, I wasn't cheating. I don't even want a divorce. I still love my wife. She just no longer. You didn't hear that though. That, that was not publicized. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna even go on my gender wars rant today, but uh, no, go because it probably when she said that it was empowering for her. Go after yeah. what you want, woman. Mm-hmm. Know who you want, queen. Don't settle. And uh, then because he was broke when they get married, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it it 
I, I was going to say also, and we can go to the next topic. I don't think it would be this positively received. If it was a man. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, she had his kids. What do you mean he evolved? Mm-hmm. She see, couldn't evolve because of... That, that's why women don't want to get married now because when y'all get ready, you just up and leave and... and uh. Yeah. So, I wasn't... And I'm glad you clever. I wasn't making it about that. It was more so... People who are married and seriously just challenge your thought process of, you know, there might come a point where you need to make a decision that this is not for you anymore. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It might be the best thing because trying to make something work that it's just not supposed to work at this point, then, you know, and I can get that. And I'm not patting her on the back. I I will applaud her for the the semi quote that what we're taking from is like, hey, maybe you've evolved or graduated to something else, and this marriage is just not part of it. Yeah, go be happy. Go be yeah. happy. But I um, also want to say, you mentioned are the vows realistic? That that sickness and health, I think people need to pay that one a lot more yes. attention because, like, you got to think if your spouse, like, to where you're like a caretaker for your spouse because they become yeah stricken with illness that's a that's a tough one and statistically men leave more than women do when that happens so i can see that make sure you are not just marrying on a whim that's all i got though yeah. so me um you guys know i i brought up tranquilla um earlier in the show and and from that fallout like Buff, you were talking about people talking about be careful who you travel with and all of this and and there was all this backlash and everything and i wanted to get you guys kind of just one little trip down memory lane and reminisce about some of the road trips we took in our 20s and and everything like that uh and travel and all of that but i wanted to get your take on traveling in large groups or traveling in groups and how you pick and how you decide who you're going to go with who you don't go with that type of thing because everybody's talking about pick who you travel with better but how do you do that how do you decide who you're going to go with and 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 who you're going to be like i'm gonna sit that one out or i'm just going to go by myself yeah i kind of didn't like that narrative it's not like uh she met them on bumble or tinder three weeks ago and just said, hey, let's all go. Like, from my understanding, she've known that she's known them at least five years. So I do. I feel like she thought she was choosing who to travel with uh, wisely. Uh, for all we know, they just I don't know what happened down there. I don't speculate, but uh, I don't I feel like I don't have to um, think that hard on who I pick and choose to travel with. I guess it just depends on Cause I have a, I have like coworker friends. I have lifelong friends like you guys. And I, it just really depends on what I'm going to do and what their interests are. So like, I probably, like I wouldn't invite some, some of my friends to like a boxing match. Like they've never been into boxing. They have no interest in it whatsoever versus I have others that that's all we talk about or I have more adventurous people like you and Ferd that that go skiing and, and hiking and all that kind of stuff. Like if I'm doing something like that, especially if it's couples with kids, like say if we want to bring our kids, like we did the cabins in uh, Tennessee a few years ago. Sure, almost 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been a minute. But yeah, like stuff like that, I wouldn't invite, I wouldn't necessarily invite the, the single guy that's still 
out there in the streets and you know whatever like that so I guess it just depends on what I'm doing the the situation uh, I, I feel like I never have to worry about traveling with someone that's gonna like not have my best interests and not even necessarily like get in a fight like uh, Shanquilla did but just like you know not even look out for you like I want people that want to do things together that's going to get along that matters too the chemistry the chemistry matters uh, you want to invite people that everybody is comfortable with and things like that so I don't do a lot of thinking but I do put some thought into it yeah Buff um, you brought up some interesting points and I think uh, we have the privilege of being men that we don't I don't have to think about the safety issues as much true um, unless you know it was like like you say you, you you might not go with certain people like man they just gonna start trouble like it's not gonna go it's not gonna end well it's not my safety it's just the trip might be spoiled due to just immaturity or something like that I'm with you it's about energy like who's gonna vibe can I vibe with them what are we going to do it's also people respect my values you know um, there's certain trips I'm not gonna go on because I know like if we want to go hypothetical trip to some random island where it could go all go all the way on and it's going to be a bunch of single guys in the house that are going to be trying to bring a bunch of single women in the house with them too. Yeah, I can't I can't do that because I know what you're going on this trip for and I know what I'm going on this trip for. And that's not going to line. I'm not going to be locked in my room because you got 20 young naked chicks running around the house just that just there's no point in that for me now um if it's a mix because i i am an i I do have friends who are single and we might do trips together i gotta make sure there's enough of the me's (laughs) you know know, enough of the married men who are trying to do the right thing because black men don't cheat <laughs> that are like, okay, we're gonna do this and stuff like that, man. Man, this is the safe side of the house, you know. Like it is what it is, you yeah. know. Do what you need to do. Respect my, and then also just respect. Like they already know, they they they. It's all it's a running joke. Like, well, we know Ferg ain't gonna be on this, you know. So, but I'm okay with that because that's my values, and that's you know, I I I'm not going to stray because you're trying to have some crazy once in a lifetime trip. But like Buff said, it, it depends on what they're into, what kind of trip it is. If it's a couple's trip, can they get along with other people? Unfortunately, it depends on the trip. Um, and that might come to energy and vibes is finances. Ooh, you, yeah. we, we don't want to bring yeah, that up, but it's. Yeah. And there's certain type trips like if we're just going to New Orleans, like in it everybody's welcome but if we're going someplace and we might make a split decision that's going to cost a little more money and you can't enjoy yourself the way i'm enjoying myself because and now i can't enjoy myself because we're worried about you not being able to enjoy yourself at this stage in life rising hooked me up on a bunch of trips back in the day we were young and broken poor but i'm 40 i'll be 42 next month you know so it's different you know i'm at a stage where if we want to go skiing or scuba diving, I don't need the the back like, oh, that's that rich people. You know, it's, oh, man, y'all always spend, you know. But at the same time, we might be out and y'all might want to go to the club and get bottles. And I'm like, eh, that ain't, you know, it's not because of the money. It's just that's not, that might not be my thing. Mm-hmm. And that that's cool. If that's not your thing, that's cool. Somebody who's a, 
somebody who's adaptive too. Like they're not gonna spoil the trip because they're not having fun. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna find a way to have fun. Right. Or, or we're thing. not doing what they want to do, even though we're gonna do what they want to do later. They don't want to do what you're doing. So now it's this whole thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've been there. But but I really I brought it up because I think back on some of the trips that I've gone to where they're large group trips. And maybe I have, like you said, Ferg, I got like me three or four people that I'm like really close to that I got pulled into the trip with. But then there's some other people on the trip that maybe I met that weekend or whatever. Um, and being a good trip mate, I guess is the best way to put it, where one of those kind of tertiary people that I really don't know got drunk or whatever. And the people that brought them on left them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, oh, well, I'm dipping. I'm I'm heading to the next club. And I'm like, well, y'all homeboy over here, like, damn, they passed out. And y'all about to roll. And so I ended up hanging with the tertiary friend to make sure they got home when their homeboys had left them. And, and, and you know what that is, too? We got to remember, we're we're all in our 40s. Shanquella was 25. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, it's easy to say, well, even when you're young, you still should know you know, right from wrong, danger. But just remember Natalie, Natalie Holloway that went to Aruba and wound up dead. Like, her friends, and I, I always question, like, what kind of friends did she have? Her friends allowed her to go off with this strange guy in this foreign island. And it's like, man, all the black girls I know, man, you can't even pull them aside in the club without <laughs> the friends. Like, where, where yeah. y'all going? You know what I mean? So... I just think when you're young, sometimes a lot of young people just have that, oh, nothing bad is going to happen type thing. And so I think we're more cautious. Like we have, like we've weeded out the so-called bad friends at this point in mm-hmm. our life. And I don't think she, she may have not have reached that age yet to where she went with friends that like, if you watch that video, the person that's recording is like, she ain't like, he, he thought it was funny. She ain't fighting back. Like, Somebody need to be like, whoa, 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 like stop this. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, that right. age, luckily, that age thing. Luckily, we hopefully we weeded those type things out. And I need responsible friends too. Like I don't want them to have to babysit. Like I understand every blue moon, somebody might have got a a little too drunk, you know. But that's not their norm. Like I'm not. Well, you Me know, we take. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is you you were gonna be good though. You know, like if that happened to me, I feel like the people around me are going to take care of me because they know this is not my norm. Like I'm not bringing you if you ever like you're gonna spoil my trip because I gotta I gotta watch Rise it. And then whenever that happens to you, you go on this like um this fast of everything like bro I ain't drinking no more bro I'm like bro it was, that was one night like it's that happened Friday night it's Sunday dude let's get another drink nah I'm not gonna drink we gotta make you drink cause you spoiling the trip trying to be sober I, I definitely I definitely had a friend that I had to look at sideways we went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras one year you know like you said for one of those easy types we, we didn't even stay overnight so you didn't need money but some, it was four of us one of us got separated from the group and so, like, we're literally driving around New Orleans looking for this friend. And the guy that was driving, he made it seem like he was ready to leave. He was like, hey, man, in, in five more minutes, if he ain't popped up, we got to get back on the road. And, I, and I'm like, dog, I had to, like, tell him, like, we're not leaving him. <laughs> right. Like, what the, like, even though we were young, not to pat myself on the back, but that's the type of 
friends you need that's just like when somebody suggests something stupid like leaving a friend stranded in a city with nowhere to stay or anything I'm like we're not leaving him in New Orleans so get that idea out of your mind what the fuck is wrong with you and like yeah. I've, it's never been the same between but like yeah, I, you look at people different. You can't yeah. be a selfish friend, too. Right, right. Because you know? if you were going to do that to him, if I was the one that was lost, would you do that to me? Yes. That's always in the back of my head now. So that that is how you weed out those friends. Uh, yeah. And so kind of that's exactly what happened. So when, when I said that, you know, I had to hang with the friend that was the tertiary friend, the mutual friend, I was like, I can't mess with you now. Because if it is one of those one-offs that I get too drunk or I do something or I get lost or something like that, you gonna be like well it's all about me and I'm trying to go party so you on your own so now I I couldn't rock with them like that anymore like I, I couldn't roll and, and move the same with them because I didn't trust them anymore I tell you one other thing that weeds out good friends and bad friends weddings <laughs> <laughs> you, you will find out who cares about your special day and who doesn't? But that's another topic, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all you got, Rosie? That's it, man. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're doing good on time. So the question I want to ask, I have to give, I have to give them credit, is a question that um, Erica asked several months ago, earlier this year. I'm going to read her quote and uh, let you guys answer. Then I'm going to read a couple of answers that were on the post and give my answer. But this was her post. I already told her I was going to read the uh, question. Why? And I'm asking you guys this. Why do you have or do you have a love hate relationship with Mobile? I talk to so many people from Mobile who do not like where they were born and may or may not currently reside there. What is it? What, what is that about? People from Brooklyn, Atlanta, Houston, L.A., New Orleans, Miami. They never hate where they were born and raised. Why do so many mobilians hate where they're from? So I guess it's a two-part question. Why do you think other people hate mobile? And do you hate, love, hate mobile and why? You want to go first, Bert? Yeah. Um, I love my hometown for being my hometown, my family there. You know, I, I met you guys there. I love it for what it is. Um, I'll be back there and, uh, by the time this episode drops, I'll be getting on the road within a couple of hours or a day or so. I love my hometown, but I recognize it's not for me. Mobile does not have the things that I'm looking for in a city for my family, for me, my wife, um, the opportunities that I I like. And it's easy to say, well, stay there and turn into that city. You can't turn Mobile into Houston. I can't do it there's a lot of good you have to admit that there's some bad i mean education wise crime rate like there's things going on in that city that i i i choose to try to to distance myself from and also you know i moved back to mobile when i was like 12 something like that so a lot of my upbringing or my values were created in dallas texas you know so i it was a little different for me, but, and I think maybe because of, I don't see the, I put it this way. I don't see the growth on a large scale from the people, not even there. I'm not, it's definitely not everybody, but I haven't seen the growth that I would like to see in people in Mobile. And I think that's 
that's a part of it is it they become too comfortable with their mobile status that it doesn't push them to do more and that's fine if it's fine for them it's fine for me but that's just not for me i know there's more out there and mobile only offers so much and i think that's it yeah i i I agree like you said i i love mobile anytime i'm anywhere i'm repping mobile right i'm i'm saying where i'm from I, i talk about mobile i love mobile for what it gave me uh, but what it can't give me today is why I it's not that I, I have a hate relationship with Mobile that's why I'm not in Mobile that's really all it comes down to I don't hate Mobile I go down there I'm gonna go down from Water Girl like you said I'm coming down for Thanksgiving and all class and all of that like I love Mobile I love going down there I love going and getting some good seafood and, and all that that I know I can't get here in Birmingham you know that type of thing I, so there, there are things that I'm gonna go down to Mobile and I'm gonna really partake in I'm gonna have fun but when you talk about the things that I need in my career trajectory, right? Mobile doesn't have a lot of industry. They don't have a lot of upper executive level jobs. It's still very segregated, right? So when I talk about moving, if I want to move back and I want to raise my kids, I'm going to be either in a black neighborhood where my kids can get a black experience, or I'm going to be in a super white neighborhood where they may be one of a very few black kids at a school. So that's the other part about it. It's not a very like mixed blended group uh, where here in, in Hoover, I, it's a white community, but it's still a very blended uh, area that I'm in. So, you know, my kids see other black kids, Indian children, you know, like Latinos, like it is a very good mix uh, here where I'm at. So and even I then, get that. What's, what is the education like there? Like even if you move to some of those schools, Right. Compare them to you, you got to call it what it is. You know, like sometimes we don't like to admit the truth. The education is not there. The opportunity is not there. So uh, the 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 school in a white neighborhood in Hoover versus that school in Mobile. Wh- yeah. What's yeah. The even when you talk about a mirror G or something like that, it's like it's still like eh. I'm still getting a better education here, right? And and that opportunity. And so those are the things that I really worry about um, is that people think because I've kind of outgrown Mobile that I I hate Mobile. And it's not that. It literally is. There's no way that I would have been able to have my job and be at the level of a position that I'm in right now if I had stayed in Mobile. It just wouldn't happen. it, It almost goes back to my original question, right? Like, for what when I was married to Mobile, when I was in Mobile, I enjoyed it. It was a successful Mobile marriage. <laughs> I had to divorce my hometown to go on to things that were better for me. We're still cool. You know, my kids go back. They're excited to go back. There's so much family in Mobile. That's one thing. I have a ton of family in Mobile ton of family and my kids don't get that like that here i miss that i you know every time i go home and i'm around people like man we got to do this more like i i miss that uh seeing you guys all that stuff but at the same time you know we had i had to graduate and move move off move away appreciate that fellas so i want to read uh quite a few comments real quick and i'll uh piggyback on some of the stuff you said one comment was i think it's a spirit and the atmosphere here mobile people don't even like themselves so liking their city pushing and encouraging someone 
It's just not possible with many. It's sad because I've seen it in every area, business, church, entertainment, education, etc. It's really bad. Another user, I could never hate nor forget where I came from. I love Mobile, it's home. Dallas was a better opportunity for me and my family can financially grow. That's kind of like the good. It starts getting a little, so one user said Mobile doesn't bother me. I often wonder people who, if they hate Mobile so much, are they happy with themselves or their situation? I actually responded to that comment. Uh, and the last two I want to read. I don't know if I would say it's a love-hate relationship. In my opinion, it's just whack. Yes, it's where I'm from and my family lives there, but it's whack. In my 17 years of living in Mobile, no emotional connection was made to the city, albeit a city is made up of the culture. So in essence, I don't love the culture of Mobile. And the final comment, Mobile is not designed for a black progressive professional, period. It wasn't back when my parents was young adults in the 1950s, and it's not now. True, some blacks are progressing, some, but not the masses. So the first thing I want to touch on is it seems like the people that I see complaining the most about Mobile are the people that still live there. And my question is, if you think it's so bad, why don't you leave? And so it makes me think no matter where you wind up, you're you're not necessarily going to, quote, succeed. You know, like if if you feel like Mobile isn't giving you the opportunity or you're too big for Mobile, then they will do like the three of us have done. I don't hate Mobile. I like it. I will say this, though. When you move away from Mobile and you live somewhere else and then you come back after a good six months to a year, you do look at Mobile in a way that you've never seen it before. And I cannot explain it because I didn't see it while I lived there. The three of us, you know, within our group, you know, we bumped heads on comments you guys would say sometimes when you came home. But it's like once you move away, then it's like, okay, I see it now. So it's not a reason to hate Mobile, but it's definitely, it's like Ferg said, it's not Houston. It's not the D.C. area. It's not even Birmingham. It's just what it is. And so it's either for you or it's not. But it's not a reason to hate it. The people there are great. Um, the food there is, is, is pretty good. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good place. But just depending on what you want, it may or may not be necessary for you. But I mean, may or may not be for you. But it's not a reason to hate it. Yeah, it, so. it's it, think about it. What is it? The uh, goldfish grow only to the size of the bowl that they're in mm-hmm. or the environment that they're in. Mobile is very small. It's a very, very small bowl. And you just got to be comfortable with that. If you're OK with that, if you're comfortable with that, if you got a regular job, if you know and, and you, you live in life and you, you there's a, a few things for you to do every once in a while, a concert's going to come, you know, that type of thing. If you're good with that, then you're good with that. But as you grow and as you want to grow, you got to get to a bigger pond. You got to so that you can grow larger. If you want to be able to go to a concert or a, a, a show or something every weekend, you're going to have to get out of Mobile. That's not going to happen there. Right. You, you, but when like you said, Buff, when you go to another city that you see it's bustling and it's always something going on and always something moving, you go back to Mobile and it does feel slow. It feels just very slow like y'all had a concert last week so y'all not gonna have another one for three months 
nobody's coming or you know that y'all got two clubs to choose from or it, it, it becomes this thing where you're like oh my god this is all that we got so it, it's just that it's just a small bowl or a small pond and it's not that you hate it it's just that you've kind of outgrown that pond and i think that's okay kind of what we were talking about earlier and that you just got to be okay with that is what it is like that is the situation um you know mobile needs something to bring they need a semi-pro or professional team down there they need something that's going to have some buzz around it other than the month and a half out of the year for mardi gras because that really is the only thing that they have that brings people back so there's no tourism you don't have people coming in and out of the city like that you don't have concerts and and shows and all of that coming to mobile like you'll never see or, or rarely see the big concerts, you're not going to see Mobile, Alabama on like a big concert circuit tour. It reminds me, so you guys know what uh, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime said about last stadium and, you know, people were upset. I didn't see exactly what he said. So I am speaking about this with a level of ignorance, but some people were getting on there saying, hey, Coach Prime told the truth. Last stadium is what it is it does need some upgrades but if you haven't been outside of mobile before you know last stadium may be the best of the best and and you're not understanding what coach prime is coming from so i i just think yeah that was a that was a that's a great example yeah yeah yeah, because it's Lad is all we knew. Lad was a nice stadium when we were to us. Lad was because guess where I'm not going. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So Lad was nice. You know that was our home field. That's what we. You know, and like you said, what he said pretty much is like there won't be no next time. They say we'll get it right next time, and he's like, ain't gonna be no next time. You leave it up to him. He doesn't want to come back. My only problem was, you know, sometimes you got to keep your in-house stuff in-house. Yes. You know, Yes. because now does that hurt the city of Mobile? You know, can they find a way? I understand, from my understanding, they're contracted there for another four years. So I'm hoping it improves. I hope it pushes Mobile to do better. I wish he would he was going to go that route, said some more positive stuff about Mobile and the people. And I only saw a clip. So maybe he did, you know, like, but hey, you know, the stadium is not up to par, but the people, the energy, those people love football. They support, like, go that route. But it is what it is. It, but I think it's that's the example of the, the situation. Mm-hmm. If you don't see more opportunity, you haven't had more experiences, and that's what life is about. It's experiences and exposure. So if you haven't been exposed to more things, this is your norm. So you're upset with somebody calling out last stadium because that's your norm. And that speaks to you and your values and who you are and what you come to appreciate. But when you compare it to not even the top tier stadium, when you compare it to just the norm, other places, then you realize that it's, it's subpar and it's about opportunity and exposure. And that's what mobile is lacking. And I'll say this. People in D.C. criticize a lot of things in D.C., but they don't they don't take it as personally as some people in Mobile do. Like, it's, it's OK to criticize. I do feel like one of the biggest complaints in Mobile, and I heard this when I lived there, is that they suffer from a crab mentality and that nobody likes to see anyone else succeed. 
that also happens in bigger cities. I yeah. just think because Mobile mm-hmm. is small, it just, you know, it stands out more. But it, it happens in bigger cities, yeah. too. Yeah. But that goes to what I was talking about with the opportunity, right? There's just there's only so many of those upper echelon mm-hmm. spots of anything, right? Entertainment, right. Uh, industry, you know, if you're in a financial industry or professional uh, type of ro- job roles, there's only so many there. So it's not necessarily a crab in the barrel mentality as it is survival of the fittest. Like, hey, there's there's four positions. I'm a box out. Like, no, yeah. you, you're not taking my one spot that's here, right? And, and that's what ends up happening when you have that small that again going back to that small pond analogy. When you're in that small pond, you got to fight for all the resources there versus going to even a Birmingham or uh, a Tallahassee or you know then you get into the DMV areas and the Houston's and the very very large cities you can have a club on you know you go six blocks down the road and you're in a whole different area you can open a club there and be just as successful right yeah. there's only so many people that's going to go out and spend money in Mobile so if there's more than two or three clubs somebody's going down there's not enough resources to go around your 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 last statement that was read about is not a good place for progressive black, black. progressives yeah. probably is the best statement it is a conservatives heaven yep if you want to maintain the status quo if you want to keep and i mean it's, it's america so you know it is what it is but when you're at when you're at a certain level, they want to keep the economics a certain way. They want to keep that Bible belt a certain way. They want to keep the values a certain way. There's not enough challenge uh, from the bottom. There's not enough representation of what needs to change. Uh, the black community and their needs and our needs aren't represented well in Mobile. Mm-hmm. There's and not especially enough Mobile. And, and then there's not enough economic resources in Pritchard. Yeah. So yeah. we're, and that's why I talked about the segregation piece of it, right? It's very much segregated. Mobile wants to keep that, that white power structure and they are not giving that up. And Pritchard doesn't have the resources to make Pritchard and the black power structure yeah. strong enough. So, and so you give, and it's, I mean, it's what we do. It's, it's, a, it's a, you give people just enough to keep them happy enough. And they won't, they won't, complain enough or do enough to make the changes and I pray for my city I, I I love it you know I want to see I want more businesses to come there I want to see more financial independence and financial growth but when I go back it's there's nothing pushing or challenging because once again exposure if you don't know that there's more out there there's more opportunities then you're content um, I feel like I could and I've said this before before I would be successful anywhere and that's not a that is not a like me being arrogant I feel like the drive the mentality I have I'm going to be successful a place like Houston pushes me to be more successful because when I look at what and it's not trying to keep up with the Joneses but it's like when I see other opportunities and how far I can go it pushes me to do more I feel like I'll be very content right now I think that's my biggest for me I would be very content with the lifestyle I have today in Mobile. With that amount of money I make, like there's nothing that would push me because there's not a lot of you don't see you don't see that beyond that, 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 that pond. Like I'm sitting there and I think I look at what I do and I see there's black people, white people around me that I'm the junior rep. Like I'm sitting there like 
I'm the junior rep and I go, you know, I pull up to their house. I'm like, God, I need to get my shit together. Like this is, and this is obtainable. And my idea, because every time we get a promotion or, you know, we're, we're, we're congratulating ourselves. We're patting ourselves on the back. We're proud of what, what we've accomplished, but not proud enough to stop pushing, you know, and it, every time I meet new people and all these things, it pushes me to do more. And I wish there was a way to push our people to do more there. You know, um, even a few months ago, there was a post and maybe Erica made it too, about not a lot of opportunity for the kids there. Mm-hmm. So there's things like the Lamplighters and Kappa League. There's a very, there's very small entities that are there to support these kids. Jack and Jill, all those things. You come here, it's hard to manage these Lamplighters because they, they're involved in so much crap. Robotics club, golf club, like it's, it's so much money. It's so many things for these kids to do. And that's just an example of the opportunity and the exposure to different things we're trying to plan a trip and it's hard planning a trip because, well, we're going out of town with Boy Scout that weekend. We're going out of town with top team that weekend. Oh, Jack and Jill's going to D.C. this week. It's like, God dang. You know, I'm, I'm lamplighters are bottom tier right now because it's so much other stuff these kids are used to doing that it's hard to, you know, get their attention. So I'm done. I love my hometown, though. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I'll be there in a couple of days, all class. Our hometown needs to bring back gone fishing, though. Can we please bring back gone <laughs> fishing? And I love you even more. <sighs> That's it, though. That's all I got. All right. Let's go ahead and close it on out, fellas. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All I got, man, is um, I want to shout out the UAB Black Alumni Network. Uh, I went to a meeting uh, this last week and got roped into being the president-elect. So I'm the president-elect of the UAB Black Alumni Network. (laughs) I don't know how that worked out, but um, I think it's a good thing. You guys know I just finished endowing or I was the donor rep to endow the, uh, the Kappa Delta Q's scholarship at UAB and I, I think that's what kind of led them to kind of tap me on the shoulder to be the the alumni network president so I will be the president elect for a year is how it works and so 24 I'll be taking over as the president but we're really really pushing to get the network back activated get the black folks from that school really wanting to come back and enjoy and and be proud kind of what we talked about with mobile be proud of UAB and proud that they went to UAB and that type of thing. So uh, just shout out to them. I'm honored 
to be tapped on the shoulder for that. I'm going to do my best for it, but kind of excited, man. So, uh, all, I know we have a good bit of listeners that actually are UAB alums. So that this is my kind of plea, get out and contact me. If you need to hit me up, DM me, whatever, uh, I can send you the contact sheet so you can put your uh, information in so that we can contact you about meetings and things that are coming up, but we got a lot of stuff planned for this year coming and, and uh, definitely the following year in 24. So um, just, I'm excited. I'm honored. Thank you guys. Uh, good stuff, man. I just, a couple of things. Um, I just want to say with Elon Musk taking over Twitter, people were saying these are the last days. It brought out the best in Twitter. Like people were just reposting some of their favorite tweets and things from years ago man and I I was laughing at Twitter like for two days straight Uh, so check it out if you're not a Twitter user just go on there and and look at some of the posts it's hilarious want to tell everyone uh, happy Thanksgiving Uh, enjoy your family enjoy the good food kick back watch football or whatever it is you do make sure you enjoy your holiday and finally Ferg I cited uh, I want you to know I cited your group uh, the Omega Lamplighters I uh, had the the fortune to attend this concerned black men um, gala last week, and uh, me, uh, Eugene Goodman, Harry Dunn, who've both been on this show before, a couple other people were there. I was I had the honor of sitting at the table with the Amara Arbery family. Uh, those of you who don't remember, he was jo- he was the jogger in Georgia that got uh, shot and killed by the three white men, murdered. Even better, uh, even more accurate. I mean, um, so I was at their table. Uh, got a chance to talk to them. Took some pictures with them. I need to get those pictures, by the way. Uh, but one of the reporters there asked a question. You know, she was, you know, asking us about, you know, what concerned black men do and and what their organization does. And then she pivoted to, you know, well, how do you feel about black on black crime and this, that, and other? And I told, I said, you know, I I really disagree with that term and that and and people using that. Yes, black people kill other black people at a high rate. Other races, and I don't want to just say other races do it too, but the reason is because you usually harm people within your proximity and black people live around a lot of other black people. But the other part of that is I feel like it really, when people say no one cares about black on black crime, so to speak, it negates the work that organizations like Concerned Black Men do. 100 black men uh, over the nation, what they do all over the different cities. The Omega Lamplighters and what you guys do for it negates that. It's like nobody's doing anything. No, people are doing things. It's just not talked about. It's not publicized. But there are people that are doing things every day, pounding their head against the wall, trying to help these young black men, these young black women choose better and be better. So I never want to negate the work that they put in because they already don't get any type of thanks or any recognition for real. But then to have people say, well, no one cares. That's just simply not true. Appreciate that, brother. We need more of that. People need to hear that. And it is so hard because you like, you know, it good news doesn't sell. You know, that that's, that's not entertaining. You'll change the channel. And upcoming next, the Houston Omega Lamplighters go out and uh, save kittens. All right, next. You're not, you, don't, you don't care about that, you know? Now, if there was a, a dog fighting ring, you know, 
people people love tragedy people love violence and the good stuff doesn't sell we got young men out there doing great things there's some young men out there that are when I say these boys you just nod your head and just hope that they stay on the path that they are on because they are going to make a difference in the world and I see these young men quite often um I mentioned one a few weeks ago but uh a few things like Byron said, happy Thanksgiving. So by the time you hear this, it will be Turkey week. So hopefully everybody gets uh, fat and happy this week's enjoy family and friends and just really enjoy the holiday season. I know we all need it. Uh, so enjoy that. Secondly, it is Saturday. Bam is playing BCC. And yes, I said BCC. Mama named you BCC, so I'm gonna call you BCC in the Orlando Classic. This is our official last regular season game of the year. So if Fam, when Fam takes this W, we're going to uh, hopefully make it to the playoffs, and I think that would be really cool and more positive uh, publicity for HBCUs. Shout out to all the HBCUs out there doing their thing. And last but not least, uh, my heart goes out to the Slayton family, um, Porsche Slayton, who has been on our show before. One of my good friends, loyal listeners, uh, loyal followers. Uh, her family is going through some tough things right now. They just lost a, a loved one. So I just want everybody to uh, take a moment and pray for her and others, because usually around the holidays, this is when more people are depressed because they reflect on the loved ones they lost and so for anybody who's going through a tough time seek help call that friend I challenge everybody who who has had a friend or family member that has lost someone within the last year call and check on them during this time please just call that's all you got to do just call and check on them see how they're doing see if they need anything uh, but this is that time of year, suicide, highest suicide rate, all that stuff. So if anybody who's having any kind of thoughts like that, there are professional organizations out there to help. And if you notice those signs from any of your family or friends, please seek help. Um, don't just uh, chalk it up as an L. I mean, or, you know, please seek help. So with that being said, three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.